welcome to another episode of the owner's box i'm andy haynes uh the intern of vibes at wagme united and i'm joined by a very poorly dressed preston johnson hey basically wearing a is that like a rag you found on the street <laughs> what is that that's not fair look i came out of the spurs closet on this show two weeks ago and honestly i feel great i feel liberated it's i can feel i can be myself I was out mm-hmm. in the open Saturday wearing some Tottenham gear, watching them play Leicester City and winning 6-2. Sun comes on and has a hat trick in 13 minutes. It's exciting football. And also every single Spurs game is on NBC or the Peacock app, so I can actually watch every single game from over here. So that's also part of it. But uh, yeah, well, that's really that's really fantastic. great. Uh, don't talk to me on the 1st of October. Um, but uh, I'm joined by Preston Johnson, uh, co-chairman of Wagme Crawley Town. Uh, and we have a very special guest today because it's the first time we've had a guest that has been outside of the ownership group. And I have been talking to this gentleman quite a bit lately, just because he kind of knows everything about the league really knows a lot about English football, especially in our division and how the fans and stuff kind of react. Um, he is one of the hosts of the lower league look, lower league look, um, a very, very nice Northern boy. Please welcome to the stage, the inimitable Liam Chu. Hey, buddy. What does inimitable mean? Unimitatable. Uh, oh, one oh, of a kind. Yes. Thank you. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Uh, good. Great. I mean, we're still in a dearth of wins. And um, full, full disclosure, I've been trying to get my dog on this trip with me to the UK. I have seen my dog. She's a tiny little 10 pound dog. And I have called like nine different governmental organizations once a day to try to get the right paperwork and the airline to approve. And um, all of them say something different. And then at the end of the hold, they always are like, oh, and also you you just can't bring your dog. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So it's officially staying. Like, you know, I'm a little bit happy because I don't like necessarily you know, dogs you don't, don't like dogs flat and very i mean totally characteristic of a tottenham fan to not like dogs <laughs> or joy no just nice dogs things. can be fine i just okay i'm gonna stop talking you know there's no, better I, teams as well than tottenham by the way preston you know that don't you there's, there are better teams than tottenham yeah to you know what let me just add one more thing part of the reason i've been attracted to them is their fans are like pretty self-deprecating and like self-sabotaging like they know they've like had it bad for so long but they embrace it it's almost like this we're an underdog but they're not really an underdog and so it's easy to kind of relate i don't know i, just I mean board. here's what i think happened is i think that you went to go watch all or nothing on amazon prime and you you didn't start with the most recent season is what i think i haven't happened. watched that yet to be that's because the most recent yet. season is about a team battling to finish fourth and uh, that's the issue <laughs> how dare you i mean, I mean are we fair are we going to talk about Leeds? Is that who we're coming back with? Oh, I'm, I will talk about Leeds all day long. Don't you worry. As a, as a Bradford <laughs> fan, which I think we, we need to address that issue first of all. As a Bradford <laughs> fan, I will talk about Leeds all day long. Um, but, um, is, that your, is that your Prem Club? No, that's our rivals. Who's your Prem Club? Don't really have one. Um, I, I think in, it... It all depends on how, how you've been brought up, I suppose. Um, for me, growing up, 
the Premier League was was great to watch, um, but it was just good to watch as a neutral. Um, I think if if I had to, the closest Premier League team that I've got that I would go and watch would be Manchester City, and that's purely because and people say you know they've, oh, they've they've bought the league, they've got the best players in the world. Yeah, they do, and that's why I would go and pay to watch yeah. them because you know I'm, this I is something I really them. like about you, Liam, is that you are the first person that I've met that is a lower league fan that does not care about other leagues. Like, and I know that they, there's a lot of them probably, but for the most part, it's like everybody supports Crawley, but they also support palace or they support Crawley and they also support Brighton, whatever, fill in the other club. There's a lot of Crawley cross Liverpool fans I've seen, which I've, I didn't know it. That, there are that a few those, a weird yeah. correlation. There's quite a few Crawley Liverpool fans, which it's, it's weird seeing someone with uh, a picture of Mo Salah in their profile photo shouting at you guys about Crawley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone's shouted at us at this point. It's going to get a lot worse uh, with the recent announcement, which we haven't told Liam about. Yeah, we're going to tell Liam about it. I but... want I want him to introduce himself just more kind of in general, you can shout out your guys' podcast and anything else you want. Just take a minute. And then from there, Andy, we can kind of go with Great. the show. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we we are the lower league look. We we started just out of boredom. Uh, it, oh, I'm, I'm alone. You didn't get kicked off. Yeah, I just put you're you good. on. Don't so. worry. <laughs> this is, yeah, because this is exactly what I wanted. Um, with a lower league look, we started originally just me, um, Grant, and, and another guy called Chris. It was just something to do. Um, and people kind of took to the way that we did things because we're, we're very straightforward. You know, we're not flashy. We don't claim to we don't claim to know everything. Um, but if there is something out there to know, we'll we'll try and find it. And you know, we've we've realised that League Two is very underappreciated at the top. Um, league One is, but you know, the further down you get, the, the the less appreciation there is. When you get to the National League, all of a sudden there's a, you know, they get more coverage on on television because of BT Sport. But League Two doesn't get it, so we we do weekly podcasts, um, and now we do a weekly sort of phone in Twitter space, which is called the League Two Six or Six, and it, it's really good. Uh, fans from all clubs come on, they complain, they cry, they cheer, they wind each other up, they argue, um, and me and Grant sit back and just laugh at the fact that we've created this 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 like monster um i'm constantly called a wag me bro which I, i'm taking as a uh, as a compliment at this stage because you know we we did sort of go with you guys as a, as a sponsor this season which people seem to think that means that you've got a really strong hold over what i do and say um i don't think and- we've actually talked since the podcast so yeah no we, we yeah. i mean we, which we, was like preseason but yeah we i mean we, let people we, think we, message, but we never we never talk about the, the the podcast and i think people think that i just have to be nice about everything mm. that Wagme does but if they oh, saw no. the messages between me and andy <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Is yeah, anything for sure. Or, or, or that's why we also have you on the show today. We want your honest reaction. You've always been straightforward with us, and you actually don't know what we're going to tell you no. yet. And no. so it's live reaction. You, you have no clue. And I think that's uh, important in general. So, um, anyways, yeah, Andy, you want to take it away? By the way, the Bradford part, we had this back and forth when I went on your guys's podcast over the summer, but um, it actually makes it even more unique and funny when it's all said and done. That uh, I'm this really is even nervous. A thing. So, Really? He is. I shouldn't put so much pressure on you. No, but it's, I think the it's way funny I said too. it. Yeah, go ahead, Andy. You're good. It's funny too because uh, Liam 
specifically uh, commented last night when he was kind of saying some things that we needed to do as a club. This was one of the things that is going to go directly in um, uh, against advice. Um, but uh, so I, I mean, it's, I don't think it's Liam. I don't think it's the, it's definitely going to piss off the people that are already pissed off at us, but I think it's, as far as like cool things, it's, I think it supersedes and it's also like, nothing's like concrete, but Preston, why don't you describe what we're doing? Cause I want, you've, you've had the official conversations. Okay. So Liam, have you heard of, uh, this group? What's their names, Andy? Uh, they're, they're called Sidemen FC. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so they have a charity game this saturday Um, they're playing against some other youtube influencers at charlton and they used to do these i think before covid they did a few seasons of this but um we had an opportunity to be a part of it as a partner um we had the bright idea to use this game as a scouting opportunity and a potential tryout to sign footballers for our fa cup match they can come in for the week and train and enjoy and take part in the uh, <laughs> match day experience with the club. We have every intention of winning the game. It's very unlikely they'll actually play in the game. If it's unless it's like five nil in the 85th minute. Right. But the idea is uh, we can, you know, get some eyes over here on Crawley town FC and every th- person under 30 years old will know who Crawley town football club is. Uh, and we uh, got to go see if we can find a couple players that are, are worthwhile. Liam, don't be too supportive of this because it's yeah. already, it's already, it's <laughs> everyone already, already thinks you're wag me, bro. So. Yeah. So don't, I, I can tell from your expression that you really think this is a great idea. That's possibly one of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we, that's how we know it's good, Andy. All right. So th- this is the Next thing. So, so here's the thing. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to give you the honest, the, the, the first response you are going to get. Um, I'll be honest, this doesn't affect me personally. It doesn't. I'm not a Crawley fan. You are, as far as I'm, I don't want to word it. Say however you need to say it. it Say how it is. The FA Cup is the oldest and most respected cup competition in the world. I feel like people, and in fact, I don't feel I know that people are going to look at this and think that, it's it's disrespectful um, mm-hmm. to, to do, and people are going to think that you guys own the club. You guys are going to do what you need to do, um, but if if I had to give you any advice, I'd say don't. But you're going to do it. Um, but here's the thing, Liam. They may not. They, it, you know, here's the thing: is that we are on top of being a football club. Well, mainly as being a football club. And you know, this because you know, the details of it is that it's not a super profitable industry at this level. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, like one part of Crawley's like approach to this is that we also make a lot of content and it draws, it puts eyes on us. It gets a sponsorship. It helps with our web three aspect. And so to have one of the biggest football adjacent, um, YouTube collectives be involved with the club. It just puts eyes on it. And especially if they don't play at all, mm-hmm. 
you know, because we are planning on winning the game. I mean, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And I, I think coming from an outside perspective and also somebody who knows way more about this than me, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're right. Um, but also, um, I, I think that people are going to react like we're throwing the game versus mm -hmm. in reality, what it's going to be is that the sidemen are going to train with us for a week and get to stand on the sidelines for the game. So, so here's, here's how it's going to go. And by the way, the, the press release says potentially. If they all stink, then we won't, we won't bother. Yeah. But if, there's no. a couple players that are like semi-pro level or you know, family members of players that are like pretty good. So we, we've like done some research and like it's, it's not a total throwaway in that sense. And it's not something we're committing to in advance. Like we want to go and actually scout. We're going to have an actual scout from our network there. And, you know, along with some other people from our, our group that are going to be in attendance. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's unserious as people will think we're taking it. We're actually taking that part seriously, at least to that degree. So, so what's going to happen is if you guys, if you guys play this game and you win, then, then, then fine. But regardless <laughs> of whether these guys play, if you lose, they are, the fans are going to blame this. Because even though they haven't played, they've disrupted training. Training hasn't mm -hmm. been the usual. Players have had to deal with these guys who essentially are social media influencers. It, it, it's been a, disrupt, a disruption to how they've approached the game. That's what's going... That I, I can hand on heart say if, if you do lose, that is what will be the response. And I, and I think that's, you know, being honest with you is the only way that I, I can be on this. It, to be fair, when I said it's a, the, a horrible idea the, the, or the worst, it's probably not. Um, In the grand scheme, if every person under 30 years old knows who Crawley Town Football Club is now and is following mm -hmm. us long term, it's, it's a lot more opportunity and resources for the club and the community than we'd ever have otherwise. And like, that's especially if we, we, some... we can't be the Internet's team without having some of the most influential people from the internet being on our side. That's the opportunity ultimately in the end. And it's not like we're throwing the FA mm -hmm. cup game. That's not the intention. Again, we're going to try to win the game. Um, also, also not going to be like all seven sidemen or anything, you know, it might be one, two, maybe three max. Like we haven't made official decisions. It'll depend on who we see and how they play. But um, yeah, I just wanted to make that point because uh, it's the fan that can think long-term and, think mm -hmm. through like the actual logic of it. I think it will kind of click. Whereas yes, if you care that much about one FA cup. I think Preston, you froze. I don't he's know. Just, if... He's just, he's just shocked. He shocked he's himself. Frozen. Um, did, did the audio go out or was it still good? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. You're good. It's fine. I, I was going to say also Liam, imagine if we do this and no matter what happens with the FA cup, we also, like hypothetically win league games too, you know, like we stay up. But, you know, but that's, that's then. the thing. It's, it, it, we are talking hypotheticals here. I think what, what, what the issue is at the minute. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm very, I can see what you guys are trying to do. And I'm on board with what you guys are trying to do with the club. You're trying to do things differently to the traditional way. But I think, Crawley especially, in fact, all teams in and around, aside from the likes of hashtag FC who are making their way up whatever league they're in now, there's very traditional ways of doing things. And to move away from those traditional ways of doing things and going to doing what you guys want to do 
is one thing, but doing it all in such a fast and grand scheme is what is probably pushing people away from liking you guys. I think yeah. that's where the, where the where the headaches are coming from because you want to be the biggest brand that you can, and you've you've been open about that from the beginning. But what you don't want to do is alienate the people that were here before you came, and and I feel like they feel extremely alienated at the moment. I have a question. Why, why do you think that is? Because we haven't done anything that untraditional other than an NFT drop, which made them eleven times more money than they made all last season, and we had one fan decision on a player and what was really a position. But other than that, we've done everything by the book. We actually just made the club more professional by bringing in a video analyst they didn't have before, right? Bringing in uh, a nutritionist, a chef, bringing in actual staff um, for like a full-time goalkeeper coach or strength and conditioning coach that had prior experience or then bringing in Kevin and Dan, whether people are enjoying what they're seeing on the pitch or not at this point, regardless, like we, and we, we, we doubled like the wage bill for the club too. Right. Mm -hmm. We have like pretty good connections. We've had a few good loans um, come in via the connections with Kevin and Dan. So like when people say they're alienated by what we're doing, like what did we do other than an NFT drop that has alienated them uh, from a football standpoint? Well, if you look at everything that you've just listed there, you know, all the people that you've brought in, you know, the director of football, things like that. Mm -hmm. The club is a completely different entity to what it was 12 months ago. And I get that the club wasn't anything massive 12 months ago. You know, it was stagnating in League Two. It was basically bound to repeat itself continually. And they were going to continually finish mid-table League Two. Every now and again, they may make a push. Every now and again, they may struggle. But they, they would salt, they had solidified themselves as a League Two club. And I get that your, your way of doing things is going to, hopefully in the future, push them further on. But because you've not had those results on the pitch, none of that other stuff matters. And that's that's why people I feel th right. So if they're alienated because we're not winning, I totally get that. I hear you. Whoever yeah. Is, so, but what they're going to do part. is they're then going to look at the other things that you guys have done and point blame at those. Um, and that's why I think sort of a, a gradual. I get, right. I get that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a gradual approach to it is probably going to be. It's a transition, rather than you know, it's just like me saying, "Oh, I mean." I'm I'm going to move to, to LA be, and then to be completely LA. blunt. It was a transition we didn't expect because nine days after we acquired the club, we got the call from the FA about our old prior manager. And it was like, yeah. well, holy crap, we got to do a lot of new things now and implement this brand new, which wasn't the plan, obviously, prior. So uh, that put us in a really weird spot. Not that there's mm -hmm. excuses or yeah, anything. Yeah. But I just wanted to Definitely. like relay that like we were we were also taken aback by how quickly we've had to make some adjustments, the club itself, mm -hmm. you know, from staff. I Management. I can tell how serious this is because Liam is usually, I haven't seen him make this face before. He's usually very, yeah, just he like, there was like a, a severity that took over Liam just a minute ago. And I'm, 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 I'm seeing the direness. I'm seeing the seriousness. He's, he's not even being a uh, disrupting Bradford fan right now. He's like, <laughs> I've he's never been worried a about us. Bradford fan. I've always, I've been probably the most respectful Bradford fan that you guys have dealt with. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, look, for me, I, I'm just, what we, what we do here with the, with the lower league look is we, we are about giving the fans a voice. And for, for us, the fans come first because and this is going to pain Crawley fans to hear. With every club in this league, if you take the fans away, there is no club. But with what you guys are doing, 
you are finding other ways to be a sustainable club where if you didn't have fans for whatever reason, you know, COVID, for example, stopped people going to games. It was only temporary, but had that gone on longer, we'd have started losing clubs. You guys are doing things that would mean that the fans' attendance, although important, if you lost it, you can still keep going. You've got these alternate revenue streams that you're setting up by doing these things. And that's where the fans are, are feeling. It's maybe not alienated, but in football, it's always been that the most important people in any football club are the fans. And I feel like Crawley fans feel like that's not the case as such. And I'm not saying it is the case, but the impression that they're getting, maybe it's time to look at a balance and... You know, I get that these things going on to bring in these extra revenue streams and to get the eyes on the club, but do something as well that's going to benefit them. Like that's what well, I mean. That's that's the thing is is that they don't talk about all the things that we've done to try to elevate their experience. None of them have ever said thank you for doing this or thank you for doing yeah. that. Thank well, the fact that we're there meeting them. Like we've met hundreds of fans, and if if you talk to anyone that's actually met me and talked to me, like mm -hmm. they'd have good things to say, honestly. So yeah. it's it's it is like in our opinion still a loud minority online that yes. give off that impression and that's what everyone sees and hears on the internet. And honestly, a lot of maybe there's probably a chunk that I have met in person that were nice but yell at me online too, which is fine. Yeah. But um, the intent always, and I've said this from the get go, is to find ways to bring more resources to their club and their community. Yeah. In other ways, maybe not even football, which we're building in the background. I referenced one on a Twitter Spaces yesterday. If people want to listen into that, it was really interesting. So, yeah, they might not believe it then. Then that's fine. I mean, they don't have to trust me. But that's that's ultimately the goal is is them, yeah. whether they're local or not. And I, I think uh, that's probably going to be something that they need to hear. Um, it, I'll, I'll be honest, football fans, and I can say it because I'm not an owner, so it's fine to me. Football fans can be like children at times. They really can be like children. And what football fans sometimes I think need is reassurance that things are working in the way that they want them to work. This, you know, I get, like I say, you're trying to find alternate ways to do the to the to sorry to do these things, but Crawley Town is a club that is where it is and has survived where it is for as long as it has because of the fans. That's and, of and, and it's, it's, of it's, it's about keeping those guys happy and that's why i think when you By the say way, do you remember what they did a few years ago at crawley with mark Wright? and this was last year that was last yeah. season yeah how did how did that i was gonna ask how did that go over um i, I think he played i think he played one game at some yeah. stage um he came, i think he played leeds possibly in in in, in a cup that sounds right um, yeah. he started he started the fa cup game against leeds that we won yeah um which the, I think the difference is Mark Wright previously was a player for Crawley. Mm -hmm. he, oh, he's played, prof he's he's played professional footballer yeah. before. Before then, he got famous with the only way is Essex, and did that, and then came back and did it. And it, it got done me wrong. It was a publicity stunt. Um, we played them actually. We actually played them whilst he was signed for the club. And we thought that he was going to make his debut against Brad. We thought that's what it was all set up against because he's said some horrific things about Bradford online. Oh, in League Two. It's what he was still registered. Was it, it was a League Two match while he was still yeah. registered. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we, we thought he was going to play. Mm -hmm. um, 
we thought it was all set up for that, for the publicity, because he said some horrific stuff about us, some horrible things about, well, he doesn't like the fans because his brother played for us and we, we, we didn't like his brother. Oh, okay. And then his brother went and played for Crawley. Um, and that's, yeah. So we all thought it was set up for that. And then he didn't. He ended up playing against Leeds in, in the FA Cup. Um, yeah, maybe a pattern there. <laughs> There's a pattern with Crawley in the FA we're Cup. We're just respecting the Crawley Town Football Club tradition. Liam. Yeah, we're, well, we're not breaking tradition. We're keeping tradition. Yeah. Um, now, Liam, you look really concerned about us. Yeah, um, he actually does. This is a little worse than I was expecting. It. Yeah, yeah. And he's I, like, uh, usually pretty level-headed. Yeah. I, you know what? It, it doesn't... It doesn't affect me. It, it it really doesn't affect me. But you mentioned at the beginning there that this is something that is going against everything that I've said to you. Like the the, the thing that I said last night. You know, this is this is too late. So let's say this: this is too late. You've kind of made your decision. You're doing this. Yeah, fine. But if I had any advice going forward, it would be the fan vote side of things for it to be trivial things. Things that the fans can get excited about, not that things that are going to really affect a game, because that's where you've seen your biggest backlashes, haven't you? When you've had your ideas, and even though you've you've publicly floated them sometimes, and people have gone nuts. And don't get me wrong, some of the over some of the reactions are massively over the top. But you know, things like voting, giving fans the option to vote on a couple of kits, colours for the away kit, how you that's that's probably going to be the middle ground. And it's not as exciting as the things that you probably want to do, but until you guys have built that that level with the with the fans, whether that be getting some success on the pitch or whether that's showing that you guys are here to do this seriously and treat the club with the respect that these fans feel it deserves, because they probably feel like that's not the case. They feel like you guys are doing things so far to one side. That well, club... that's back to my point. Like, what have we really done? that's so far out there that I don't know, at least on the pitch, there's been pretty, I mean, we've talked about this a few episodes and we've also, that's the thing is that everybody keeps on talking about this, like being some kind of experiment. And it's like the experiment is that we signed 17 vetted respected players from throughout the league. Some of them above the, what the team would actually be able to get if it Mm -hmm. wasn't for the momentum, at least publicly that, that Wagme has generated. And also we got a coach that was had flying colors at the youth league, but at the same time, it's like he's respected throughout. Like, I mean, if you look at like, if you look at two months before Crawley was purchased by Wagme, there was an article in the athletic about how Kevin Betsy is a visionary and he'll eventually, you know, basically like insinuating someday he'll lead the English national team in not in those exact words, but just like how great of a coach he is. And everybody agreed that this is like the future of coaching, the way he approaches it. Now we've seen that deficit with it Uh because we talked about this actually on one of the watch parties, which was that like league two is not necessarily a place where you can always play uh, Uh ambitious football. You have to play like what you said, anti-football, but it's like, Everybody, they just, they want to call us like these outsiders that are coming in and disrupting everything. And it's like the only thing that we've done is that like we let, we, we floated the idea of letting token holders and fans vote on uh, a formation. Which is pretty funny when you look at that starting 11 from yesterday. 
and like three people playing out of position and, you know, the reserves and everything. People, it's just, it's, it's just interesting. People, they they don't care about the pizza games until they care about the pizza games. But this, this is where, where I've said, if you, if you guys were unbeaten in the league, they wouldn't have cared last oh, night. Oh, totally. That's what I was saying before. I think it's, and then I froze. It, mm. Andy, it's amazing how much of this comes down to winning, even his FA Cup point. If you win, great. If you lose, then the reason you lost is because of X, Y, and Z. It all comes down to just winning games. It's crazy, but it ultimately is like the foundation, which is also obvious, but it's the reactive nature and emotion from the fans game to game is like really dependent on the results. And so we have to find now, results for sure. We understand that part. Um, we think the best way to do that is to think outside of the box a little bit and to try a few things that will bring us bring us more attention and ultimately those resources that will lead to wins. Now, but, I, I, I think... Uh we can go on about, you know, why our fans uh, distrust us forever because there's so many examples of it. Like the woman um, the other day who did about 20 tweets at us about how we were ruining the club. And then I said, well, let's focus on you. And then she uh, said that I threatened her. Um, but that's another, you know, for another day. One. Yeah, you missed it because I took it down because she said, quit focusing on this crap. And I said, okay, let's focus on you. And she took that as somehow a threat. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Memer Marcy, just so you know, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't Oh, a that was, she has a crypto punk, uh, I know avatar, right? I yeah. I think it's, I think it's, she like, made fun of my beard once. I love her. She's, great. I think it's like fuck wag me's like burner account. Mm, um, that actually makes some more sense. Yeah. But, uh, Liam, we've had a lot of talks about what's going on at Crawley and, you know, we've talked about the culture. But uh, we've also talked about the football. As a Bradford fan, I mean, do you have any thoughts on like, you know, just kind of like what the deficit has been between us having all of this training and en energy put into a new team and and just kind of like, I mean, I, I really think doing our due diligence to be an outstanding team and then having an awful result. So... If we look at the hierarchy of what you guys have put in place from, from sort of top to bottom, I, I, I don't know enough about it. So, so I'm going to ask you these questions here. Like who's, you have a director of football who was the guy who came from Stat Statsbum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Kelly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Who is your football guy? It's, it's who is Logan your... Matthew Logan Matthews was basically... I'm not sure if you remember him from like Twitter spaces or something. I think you've probably spoken to him before. Um, he was, he was the director of football um, in the off season over the summer, helped us put the club together with Kevin, Dan, and some of the other scouts that we have in house. Mm -hmm. And from there he, he's, he's in, he's in America. He's in Florida. He's, he's a professional better. He didn't bet during his time working with us, obviously, but um, he bets on football or soccer. Uh, and we brought in Chris when, when the time was right to, to get someone that's on the ground there now every day and, and able to, to do things on that front. So, so that's, that's kind of like the, the journey of that um, position as far as heading up the, the football operations. Okay. So, but, but what I think what I mean is who is your guy who has been in and around the game? You know, a, a lot of clubs have them ex professionals that are, mm -hmm. that have that, that respect that garner that respect we have we have a few people in our ownership group uh, you could actually probably one of them appeared at a game last season near the end and all the 
kids were taking pictures with them after. I mean, you could like Google around and maybe find a couple of names, but th there's people in our, in our actual Wagner United group. That's, that's my, that's my, my thing. I, I, the one thing that I noticed on the, the, the hierarchy was that there was a, there wasn't a CEO. And I don't know if that's an intentional thing. If it's the, the director of football is also the CEO. I don't know, but we, I feel like we just haven't good. rushed the decision to, to hire one. We've had a few candidates come our way and we just have been waiting for, the, the right person. That's all ultimately yeah. it. And then I've just tried to be there as often as I can to, to help get things, you know, in the off season and mm -hmm. in the start of the season into place. Yeah. yeah. That, that's where I feel like there's, there's a, there's a gap. I feel like there's totally, yeah. There's a, there's an ex, there's an ex professional footballer, ex manager, whatever it may be, somebody who has been in and around the game their entire life. And I, and I, when I say in and around the game, I mean, they've played football since they were a kid at, an academy level they've then played for a, a professional side for their entire career then they've moved on into something there's someone out there that can fill that role that's what i feel you guys are missing i get that kevin has got this background within the academies but he's never played or managed within league two and he's a, and this is what i've said to you he's a different kettle of fish it's, it's horrible it's a horrible horrible league <laughs> i feel like you need someone who knows league two specifically like actually understands league two from top to bottom can tell you everything about every club that's here just off the top of his head someone who has got that knowledge and and i don't I, you know somebody who's done it outside of the game and just done research won't be wouldn't work it needs to be somebody who is so respected by the other clubs as well. Does it matter if they're front facing or not? I mean, we have some scouts that can tell you every single player and where they were since they were eight or nine years old in the whole league, but yes. they're not publicly like talking to people in the media or I'm not allowed to mention their names, but I mean, it, it, if I asked them, I could, but I haven't asked them. So I'm not going to yet, but I mean, Liam, like, I was does gonna, that matter that much? I yeah. was going to offer Liam the job until he said respected. And so <laughs> he's out. Uh, yeah, I'm not even respected by my own fan base. Because if it's just a matter of perception, like do the it's, fans? Yes, like... the, it matters to. The, so at the minute, the fans don't see, and it's not just the fans of Crawley. The, the fans of other clubs don't look at the club and see any name that they that has put. They don't see any person that has put their name to what you're doing that they respect. And that sounds that sounds pretty bad. But what I mean by that is. If I see a footballer or somebody involved in the game that I've grown up and I've admired and that person has been, you know, a big thing in my childhood and my life watching this game, if they become your CEO, all of a sudden I'm going, I trust his judgment. You guys don't have that luxury at the moment. And that's where the that person's job would be to take a lot of the flack that you guys are taking. Um, our owner at Bradford takes a lot of flack, but we have a CEO who's, inserted himself in the middle and he's very very good at what he does but he gets Bradford he understands it he is front facing he's very public I know you guys obviously you've met him you've had those conversations previously we don't yeah. need to go into that but it's that's what you're missing I feel you're missing an ex-professional footballer who has done it who everyone respects and it is we, a big we, thing we have some that can't be CEO of Crawley Town Football Club, but the, like we do have some. I mean, you should Google what happened at the end of last season. It might it might help you a little bit. But Crawley fans will know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it also is they're not like day to day all the time on the grounds, like helping all the staff in there. Like so, I understand your point is having someone 
we think mm-hmm. it's like a massive uh, responsibility and decision that we just haven't wanted to force like all the names that people just in agents threw at us immediately. Like, Oh, this person will be great. This person will be great. Yeah. And it's like, and also like part of it, again, we're not trying to do things the old way. And a lot of those names are just, you know, older traditional CEO names that aren't going to be open to what we're trying to do and build. And so um, that's the tricky part of finding, I think that exact fit. Uh, there's one candidate that's a pretty good option that we uh, hopefully have it. more answers to in the next couple of weeks, but he might bail after this, press release comes out yeah shortly it's me, yeah. It's me isn't it it's, Christi- it's, it's cristiano <laughs> ronaldo actually it's cristiano ronaldo yeah oh, you'd be better uh, with me yeah true you definitely know lower league better than him um yeah, yeah he won't come to the lower league he's, he's dead selfish that man <laughs> uh so i mean okay that's one aspect of something that could change what's happening but in the immediacy um like have you watched any of our games? Not in not in the full, um, because obviously I'm I'm like I said we, we play at the same time. Yeah, of course. So I you know my first and foremost thing is going to be watching the, the Bradford games, and it's going to be I'm quite looking forward to when we play, um, just to get to see it in comparison, you know, where both clubs are because both clubs essentially did a full reset in the summer in terms mm-hmm. of squads um, and and the players and things like that. So to sort of see where both are at. And, and where the clubs are at moving forward. But I have, you know, last night I caught some of the game. It was, I get that the the, the pizza cup doesn't matter to a lot of people, but last night baffled me. I found it a bit strange towards the end because you were 3-1 down, but your players were time-wasting. And I found that, I, I think I mentioned it to you, Andy, last night. I said, I found that so bizarre that at three one down it went out. I don't. Three. I don't think they were time wasting. I think they were playing it back and switching it around, which we do. A no, lot no. It went. It of... went out for a Wimbledon throw, and the Crawley player threw the ball away. And I, 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 oh, I literally for, maybe he, at my TV. He was probably went, just angry about the call. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I know, and it, I know it, that player it, talking like about. Trying to find the gaps to get into the box, passing the ball around is fine, but at that point in the game, you know, the 89th minute, if you're three one down, trying to find a way through just lump the ball forward. Like, this is the thing I'm saying about ugly football. It's not pretty. It isn't something that you really train for. You can't train for it because it's it's literally hit and hook. Get everyone forward. Fire that ball into that box. Your fans, if you come off that field and lose 3-1, but in the... We did have... score, by the way, at the end. And not yeah, sure yeah, you did. Okay. You did. Um, and I said that again to Andy, but if, if, you, if your fans see you on that field give 110% and lose... They won't care. If they see you give 110%, there's nothing more that you can give. Granted, the manager would have to change if the results didn't get any better, but you need to be able to come away from every game saying that you did absolutely. And when it gets to that last five, 10 minutes, if you're one, two goals behind, getting as many, getting the, the ball has to be in that opposition box as much as possible. And for me, that is the second year over that halfway line, lump it forward. You've got Dom Telford, who last year was probably the most instinctively lethal finisher in the league. Passing the ball around and trying to walk it into the he, area. He didn't play. No, he no, I'm not talking about last night. I'm talking about in, in general. Other games. Yeah. Passing the ball around and trying to walk it into the the area in sort of the 89th minute and things like that, it's great because you can see that you guys are working really well on the training ground and I can see that there's work being done. 
but it's too slow at that point because you're trying to build up momentum and find a, a gap. And whereas realistically, you've got that ball 25 yards out, chip it over the top. If you've got seven players in the box that are waiting for it and they've got seven players in the box that are waiting for it, it's 50-50 that someone's head's going to get it. And if you do that seven, eight times, every time you get that ball, fire it forward. The, you guys are big on, on statistics. Eventually, the statistics are going to show you will get a goal. And that, that for me, that's what's going to appease your fans in those sorts. And we can't do anything about that. because I mean, getting... they know that, I mean, cause, so we had like our six top center backs have been hurt, have been injured. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't, we're not, we haven't been playing out of the back for, I don't know, like three weeks now, Andy, since the Fulham match, we've been playing like yeah. lump football. Our average possession is like 43% in those matches. Like mm-hmm. it's, we've definitely had to adapt because we don't have the right personnel to even play on the ground. Um, at the same time, like my counter to your point is when you're around the third, I know you're like waiting for gaps. Like we have the fewest shot attempts in the whole league and we're taking it from, I think it's the fourth furthest distance from the goal. Meaning we're like, we rank 20th in the league as far as proximity to the goal when you yeah. take those shots. So it's not like we're waiting and getting quality looks instead. So we're on board with you as far as we need to just get more shots at the goal and like, like I'm, crap I'm, happens, I'm, right? Like something will happen. And so I'm not disagreeing with you at all in any sense, but I will say I've credited before already publicly, Kevin trying to adapt based on the fact that none of his guys, and by the way, our starting goalkeeper got hurt in the first half, Ellery from, or, you know, the, the loan from Brentford. He, he hasn't been playing either because he got hurt in the first half of the first game. So, and he's one that can play that style. So we've had to totally adjust to playing more mm-hmm. of the long ball style. Um, and it's tough when, you know, you're also set up to play on the ground and play in possession and play out of the back. And so your forwards aren't like six, three target men. So then when you're playing long ball, it's like you said, it's 50, 50, seven on seven in the box. Probably not for us. It's probably not 50, 50, just because we don't have the height. Well, we brought in Caleb who's going to help. We um, brought in David Bermang as well uh, a week before the end of the transfer window to help with his size and, and being able to find target men up front. But that's, that wasn't part of the initial plan until we had so many injuries in the back and we had to you know make those adjustments. Yeah. So um, anyway, that's, that's my like one counter to like Kevin and Dan and the style is they have had to change since Fulham just because we've been so beat up in the back. Yeah. Okay. Um, since we don't have a ton of time left and by we, I mean me, um, <laughs> I, um, I have to get back on the phone with the, uh, Heathrow Animal Reception Center in a second, um, but uh, a real thing. Heart. I was just going to say, is that is that a real thing? The Heathrow yeah. Animal Reception Center. Yeah, they have an uh, academy. Yeah, they have an academy. Um, if you're looking for jobs, they do need a director of football. Um, <laughs> this is your try. It's, cri- it's all cricket right now, um, <laughs> but. Uh, so well, we, what we like to that, by the way, because people are going to literally think that you're going to bring someone in there now. Like people will be thinking that you're going to be recruiting someone from Heathrow Animal Academy or something. That's going to be the headline tomorrow in all the, the, the tweets. That's true. That's true. A fucking oh. animal handler. <laughs> um, so what we like to do is we talk about kind of what happened the last week. Um, there's been a lot of conversations like this, like what went wrong. Um, but looking forward to Saturday, we're playing Doncaster. Um, I will be at the Sidemen game, so I will actually miss the game because um, I will be on the ground with the Sidemen. Um, but uh, 
what can we expect? I know that Doncaster shouldn't be a great challenge, but it's a way. Uh, Doncaster are be there for the taking. Um, they're in a real difficult place at the moment. The fans are borderline turning on the management. Um, they, they, they're not in a great position. Doncaster fans, for me, and, and I was quite open about this in preseason, Doncaster fans really underestimated this league. And I, and I called them out on it and it got me a lot of abuse for it. And I actually said, guys, you, you, if you finish 10th this season, that will be a good season. I think now they're currently sitting 12th or 14th and I'm thinking, you bet you wish you were 10th. Um, they've really underestimated this league. Not, I don't think that the, the players have, um, but the fans have and the fans expected them to be up there. And because they, the, the one thing that I've seen and again, I got a lot of abuse for this, but in the last couple of weeks, some of their fans have come back and said, actually, you, you're right, is that nobody who has played Doncaster this season, even the ones that have lost to Doncaster, have come away and gone, they were a really good side, they deserve that. They, they, they haven't been a side that has played football that has blown anyone away. Their games can go one way or the other, um, but as as it stands, I, I, I think if they lose this weekend, then their manager would will lose their job. And and I think that's that maybe give, gives them an, a little bit of an extra incentive. But at the same time, if you guys can go 1-0 up, you will have a 12th man because their, their fans will turn and you guys can use that. That, that is essentially... Uh, that, that's interesting. That, yeah, yeah that's, that's the way it is. And yeah, for, for me, if you turn the crowd, that's half the battle won because... It, is, this, yeah. is this an ugly football team? Uh, yeah, when I watched, yeah, they were they were horrific. We played them the first game of the season, and they did everything that they could to stop the game. Every time they only went slow it down and everything. Yeah. Oh, just yeah, just down to a minimum. Um, they were very much like crew, but I, I, that was only when I we've played them. I don't know if that's how it is every game in terms of how crew are, mm -hmm. but everyone I've spoken to have said the same about Doncaster. Yes, they've won some games, but. I've never felt like they deserved to win the games. That's what people are, are, are kind of saying. And I'm going to get. I mean, if you that. look at, I was just going to add, if you look at the underlying metrics, they're, you said they're in 12th right now. Uh, I think I'll tell you now, I've got the table. I didn't here. look at that, but I look like they grayed out as like a bottom five to six team in League Two. Um, yeah. As do we. Yeah, but the point being that they probably overachieved the underlying numbers as far as XG set piece differential. And um, they don't pressure you. They play very slowly, as you alluded to as well. So it should be, I mean, Crew's probably a pretty good comparison, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they are. Um, they, they're a very, they're a physical side or they were a physical side. Um, I know that they've got a few injuries as well. So, but but for me, the the, the key, whoever scores first, on Saturday between you guys, that is what you, that's, that's the main point here. You guys need to be the ones that score first. And if you score first, the fans will turn on their management and their team. And once that happens, it becomes a really difficult place for them to, to, to play. And if you keep pushing, you know, if you go one nil up, you don't sit back. You just got, I feel like that's, that's the key here. I like it. That's All right. good. It's good info. All right. We'll tell Kevin. <laughs> but yeah. Let me, let me bring him real quick. Yeah, give him my number. Yeah. Um, uh, I would just wanted to say thank you. I know we put you on the spot on this and you were doing your best to just respond in a polite way and out of respect. Well done. And we appreciate you giving us uh, 45 <laughs> thanks, minutes. Thanks, thanks, guys, time. for that. Yeah, and uh, I still um, 
we we still want you to be our official uh preview man uh, oh yeah with we, all need your, to, we need to talk about that with your earnest uh gloomy approach to commentating on the future yeah. our future yeah. yes <laughs> um yeah, we, we, but we no I, I i also appreciate it because i i don't think i've come across outside of somebody who's physically coaching um somebody who knows I, I and honestly i doubt that a lot of the coaches know as much as you do about the league just because you have the benefit of being able to watch it from all the outside and not be distracted by you know so much of the day-to-day of bradford mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i really appreciate it we obviously everybody if you are following crawley you should be definitely listening to the lower league look i listen to it every week now um and it's i i feel like it's a great way to learn i mean besides your guys's accents um it's a great way to learn <laughs> about the no i'm kidding uh but it's the thing if, for me like i'm usually the bad accent but grant has made it so grant's the one you said i needed subtitles when i was yeah i need subtitles for grant <laughs> like he's yeah scottish is not the way to go yeah, yeah. um great. is there anything else you want to plug i mean um do you guys have any i know you guys were maybe doing something with uh her game two or yeah. um but that's anything that's, like uh, that you want to plug yeah, we, we we're doing. We're just trying to basically spread spread the message, you know, about the her game two movement and what they're doing. It's 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 important that everyone feels welcome in football. It's everyone's game, and that's where you know there's there's been a lot of shortcomings. I don't feel like we've done enough. I'll be honest. I don't feel like I've done enough. I feel like I've been part of those conversations where if I was in them now, I would probably go, no, that's you know that's not right, but it's just it's been so ingrained in the culture that that football is is has been a man's game and that's that's not the right way for it to be um on on the other side we've we've been doing the things with Andy's man club and I know Preston we we spoke about Andy's man yeah. club and and the work that we're doing it's for, for us the, one of the main things that we set or we started to do was we have a whatsapp group for our followers um and it's really good because, to be fair, I learn so much about other clubs in there. But what it also is is a support group for anyone who's struggling. Um, we have people all over the UK part of that group. And if we see somebody on Twitter, a football fan, even if he's not a football fan, but that's generally who we see comments from. If we see somebody struggling, we we are on it. Um, you know, t- Two weeks ago, I myself was driving around Bradford in, in late at night in the rain trying to find someone who posted some stuff on Twitter and wasn't doing very well you know we found them we got them help and that that's that's not just me you know we've had it happen in lincoln we had it in Tranmere. we've had it all over the uk where i couldn't get to Tranmere, but we have people who can and Mm -hmm. we've 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 kind of built that we had some we had a stevenage fan over the weekend who was struggling a little bit and immediately all we do is we just post a link in our whatsapp group to whether it's a tweet a facebook post and we just say guys get on it and everyone's then messaging this person, guy, look, come on, speak cool. to us. And it's it's helped. A lot of these people have joined our groups and are now, you know, I, I don't want to say better because, you know, there's a long way to go and there's a lot of work to do, but they know that should they need anything, there's a, there's a group of people there that are just all like-minded and willing to help. So that's that's kind of the, the biggest thing that I think has come from us doing this podcast is that we've gone from just being three guys talking, let me be honest, shit, because that's what we do, yeah. um, to now being 
we're a community. We've built a community together and it's growing and it's getting bigger than we ever thought it would be. It's hard yeah. to manage at the minute. Congrats though on that. That's really awesome. Oh, so, yeah, that's, obviously that's keep awesome. me posted on anything on that front. I know we talked before with Andy's man yeah. club and anything else on that side, you know, my background's there. So yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Always up for helping where we can. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, this has been uh, this week of the owner's box. Uh, everybody, um, sorry if you're mad about the uh, FA Cup announcement. Again, we want to reiterate that it is, um, it's a hypothetical. And mainly we are just trying to get the sidemen involved with uh, Crawley and uh, the, um, you know, the wag me brand. And, you know, we still are taking the game seriously. But if you want to, um, you know, send a lot of abusive t- tweets at anybody it it is uh preston johnson at sports cheetah mm-hmm. is the there person to to do that too um it, it is not at lower league look Can yeah I just point that out it is not at lower no league. you guys are our hidden wag me bros as they yeah say. yeah oh, well, look for our new uh look if people director. actually listen to this they're not gonna that'll change their opinion at least to some it, degree. it will but the thing is yeah. they, they, you know it won't People <laughs> last night, someone called me again. A while. I, I don't mind people shouting and people being pissed off, but there's a level of respect to do it with. And that Andy, you saw it last night with yeah. the Crawley fan who was calling you, Preston, some stuff. He was basically naming you all, and and I just replied and said to him, "There's a way to do it. You know, be pissed off. No one's saying you can't be, but what are you achieving?" Um. And he called me an NFT, bro. I still, to this day, don't know what an NFT is, and you've told me three times. Yep. We'll get you one so that you can be a <laughs> we'll real NFT, one. bro. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, Liam. Yes. I appreciate it. Uh, I hopefully will run into you. I'm going to try to figure out a way we can line up for a meal. I, I think there's a curry place that I need to hit in Bradford. Maybe I'll yes. rent a car and drive up for the night. Or maybe Preston will have a night off, too. That I we mean, both can come I, up. I'm not counting, but I'll be there in 38 days. So yeah, I'll see you then. Andy, I think you'll be back home by then, but uh, yeah, I will be, but you know, maybe I'll fly back out just a, a direct uh, New York direct to Leeds and back just for a curry and the Bradford match. Um, what's the, uh, what's the date Preston that you, he'll be there the, for the, I think that's the when game. we play you. I hope oh, we yeah. play you on the 20. Yeah. So fly yeah. into up North and let's do it. Well, he's going to be in London on the sixth, So we'll be around, but uh, we'll do it. Um, thank you guys. Thanks everybody for listening. Please check out, uh, watch the Crawley match. Obviously we're going to be playing Doncaster at three on Saturday. It's an away game. We need your support. If you're a token holder, watch the stream. There will be some kind of, uh, commentary with also, we're going to be covering the Sidemen game. Please follow that as well. And, um, yeah, thank you guys. Come on, you fucking gunner or you <laughs> come on. Nope, you fucking reds. Nope. <laughs> oh God. I'm going to cut that. that. On purpose. No, I didn't. Me too. Definitely not. Come on, Spurs. This has been the most stressful hour of my life. <laughs> oh my gosh! Imagine well, if you were us. But uh, we'll I- end it on that. 